We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. On today's episode of the Pride Podcast, we have our part two episode for our Senior Bowl quarterbacks. We're just going to continue to break down the quarterbacks in the Senior Bowl and just to see if some of these guys will be a fit for the Detroit Lions on episode 226 of the Pride Podcast. With the seventh pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Detroit Lions select Panay Sewell, tackle, Oregon. DJ Hawkins, they did it, they tied it, they're an extra point away from winning this game. Oh, baby, how big is that? Europe, everybody, welcome to episode 226 of the Pride Podcast. This is part two of our Senior Bowl Quarterbacks episode. Enjoy. We got it. Once we break down the free agencies, then it'll give us a better idea, but how many franchise or, or good quarterbacks are in free agency right now i mean there's, there's the trade market is the trade is i mean you could have wilson. potentially Derek carr russell wilson maybe Aaron Rodgers, um uh, jimmy, garoppolo. Jimmy, jimmy garoppolo yeah cousins cousins yeah i mean maybe maker uh, mayfield maybe <laughs> i don't think so they yeah. said they like him i know so but i'm just saying yeah but like yeah there's there's a multiple quarterbacks right now but this is the thing right now a lot of those teams that have those maybe guys still could draft a guy that Hold them for a year and then you know get rid of the guy the following year. Like could, the but, Giants. Um, but how much draft capital do you want to trade up unless you're already there? Yeah, I mean those a lot of teams are already there. The Giants, where are the Giants drafting? Well, they have two picks. They have the six and there you go. They could use one of those picks to draft a quarterback. Yeah. And stash I'm, him on their roster. Yeah. I'm just saying, yeah, but yeah. I'm saying a team like Pittsburgh, do they want to trade for a quarterback and then trade up for a quarterback? I don't know if they want to do both of that, because that's a lot of investment at that point depending on what you trade for a veteran quarterback. Yeah, which... Deshaun Watson, also we didn't mention him. He could be traded as well, depending yeah. on how his uh, legal process plays out. Yeah, he got to – his thing with him, though, is you, you can't trade him anywhere. He got to want to go there. Yeah, you can't just – you can't make as a GM saying, like, you know, take the best offer. He has to also agree to that deal. Yeah, he has to agree with it. Which is no trade clause. Yeah, he's like – I think um, wherever Flores goes, I think he's a name to watch. Um whether it's, it stays in, I don't think he'll stay in Houston. I don't think he wants to play for that owner, but 
whether it's like the Giants, I think the Bears, well, the Bears have a quarterback, uh, the Giants, the Broncos. There's another guy we were talking about. Raiders, too. maybe. We're talking Raiders. about, you know, Russell Wilson might be in the market. And then you're yeah. looking at, now you're looking at the Seattle. Another no trade quarterback. Costs. Also, another no trade cost with Wilson. Yeah. But if they get rid of, if they trade Wilson, that's another team that needs a quarterback. Right. Correct. Yeah. So, yeah, man, you have a lot of stuff. But Seattle, Seattle, here's the thing. If they trade Wilson, they're basically signaling they're, in, they're up for a rebuild, right? So, quarterback. Because they don't, their first round pick well, right do now. You want a, do, you, do you want to spend a quarterback in the first year of a rebuild? See, that's the thing. Like, well, or, what they get for him. Like, say they get for a, example, they're, say they're able like, to get a first for Russell Wilson. I mean, say the Bears, like, they hire a GM and they hire a head coach. They feel like they're ready to go. They add a couple more pieces, right? Say they trade Justin Fields and maybe someone else for Russell Wilson. I think Seattle would be satisfied. With that, I don't know if Chicago would do that. I'm just bringing up a scenario. I don't know. I could see a situation like the Giants. The Giants have draft capital. He would want to go to New York. Sierra want to go to New York. I mean, they will be happy going to New York. Oh yeah. And and Tyler, you know more about baseball than me. Is he still playing baseball in New York? He is a Yankee. Yeah. He's a Yankee. <laughs> so that's that works for him. That works for him perfectly. If he did, he went to the Giants. Oh, man, that would work out perfectly. You so, think Russell maybe. Wilson waive his no trade cost way for the Giants? I think he would. I mean, you got to look at the convenience. Sierra. He's, playing, he's playing for. He's um, actually playing for the Yankees. <laughs> I know that, but he's playing, he played with them in the offseason or something. Is it like the minor? Yeah, league I mean, they did one at bat in spring training in Florida. I mean, who does? Who, who wouldn't skip a trip to Florida for a week <laughs> to have one at bat? Yes, I would go too. <laughs> but you gotta look at the market, the the city. That's something that I'm pretty sure his wife, Miss Sierra, um, she would love the city of New York. So I I wouldn't be shocked if he waived it to go to New York, depending on who they hire as a coach. You know they need a quarterback. Bad. But the, would the Giants be in the market to trade for Russell Wilson? They have the draft capital. Why and would you trade for Russell Wilson though? I mean, whenever a guy look, here's the thing: whenever a guy becomes available like that, I feel like you have to swing. The Giants? Why not? Why not? Why not? You were so far away. What but, do you have? Bro, okay, but <laughs> Tyler, when you bring in a new coaching staff and a new front office, and you have these picks, and if you trust your front office and you trust your coaching staff. I mean, they have cast space. No, I don't think they have cast space. But you already have your receivers in place. You just need your O line. The defense is solid. I mean, honestly, they are very far away. They are no, where the Lions. Think about they, this. Though. I think they think, are where ready? the Lions were last year. You have Kadarius Tony. You have Kenny Galladay. You have Sterling Shepard. Um, Darius Slayton. Okay, but you have four of those guys. You have Evan Ingram. I think some of them are free agents, but still, you fix that O line. Wash Saquon Barkley. All right, you you fix running game. We know a running game is not that hard. I mean, okay. like if you have a solid O line, if they fix that O line up a little, or maybe a new coaching staff could just bring in some fresh I, I, blood. I, I, I mean, I don't see the Giants being in the market for a quarterback. Russell Russell Wilson will mask a lot of their flaws. O line. I mean, he had been having a bad O line probably his whole damn career in Seattle. He, he hasn't had a great O line. Yeah, but we he, saw even the, he the had, he had, this year. He has some he has some all pros on his O line. I'll, I'll take that back. But usually he's scrambling for his life. Yeah, no, Seattle's a terrible franchise. I've told you my hatred for them <laughs> and how they can't build a team for him. But he's not the same Russell Wilson neither. So, no, I'm not, if I'm the Giants, I, that's a big no. You're, you're, staying away, you're staying away from that? Do you want to you try to get Russell Wilson? So, if Russell okay, Wilson. If you're, okay, this that, makes the same argument. If you're, if you're the Lions, you train for Russell Wilson? If he wants to come here in a heartbeat. No. No. Like that. <laughs> okay, then why are we doing this? This is the same okay, thing. Okay, hold up. Why you guys are saying no? You realize he's like 32 and he could be your quarterback for the next decade or like eight to 10 years. Why no? 
I know, but I, you know, wait, me wait, wait, the man? next decade, 42 years old, Russell Wilson, <laughs> no, absolutely I'm saying, not. Like, the eight to 10 years, like I mean, eight guys years are, with Russell Wilson, Tyler. Yeah, you look 40. at the league right now, you look at the league right now, guys are playing at, I mean, Tom Brady's at 42. Do not Aaron compare Rogers, Russell Wilson, the, Aaron Rodgers at 38. Man. Do not say Tom Brady's a, a is a master. He's a Aaron Rodgers is still playing. I think he's like he's a wizard too. or something. Okay, but like you're comparing drop back quarterbacks to Russell Wilson. Stay I'm just pocket. saying. That's like saying he's... I want Lamar Jackson at 32. No. I don't want Lamar Jackson now, but I wouldn't want him at 32. <laughs> uh, no. I don't Russell know. Wilson, your hatred, you, and, you and your Lamar Jackson's hatred is it's like it's kind of annoying me, but whatever. Just you, you see, the thing is with, with the Detroit Lions, again, I don't think quarterback is such a huge need that you have to you have to trade draft capital right now. Okay, but say Russell Wilson said he wanted to come to Detroit. You don't think Bad Holmes would trade for him? I would trade for Deshaun Watson, not Russell Wilson. If if Russell Wilson said he wanted to come to Detroit, the Lions would trade for him in a heartbeat. I would not. Why? It's, it's a possibility they would, man, just because of his resume. Why wouldn't you? This is a guy who's a great leader. His teammates love him. Uh, he's he's not great the same quarterback, he's a man. Great leader. Yes, but he is, bro. He's not the same quarterback. He was terrible this year. He was hurt. I don't think he was terrible. I don't yeah, know. He, was he wasn't he terrible, was but he was, it was not Russell Wilson. Okay, he, you he put was him behind Russell that Wilson. Lions O-line. He's not going to be hurt. He's going to be chilling back there. I, I don't know. I wouldn't trade for Russell. I'd trade for Deshaun. Absolutely. I would too, but that stuff would have to be cleared, and uh, I, I don't think he'd want to come here. But for Derek Carr, yeah, I guess depending on the price, because he's going to be a free agent, he's probably going to want thirty-five, thirty-six million a year. So, yeah, I mean that all factors into it, right? But let's get back. We have a couple more quarterbacks to talk about. Yeah, these are quick. Bailey Zappi. Yeah, you're not. If you're taking Bailey Zappi, you're taking him round four. And if you're taking Bailey Zappi in fourth, fourth round, yeah. no, Bailey Zappi could go late two, early three. Don't take Bailey Zappi or late second round. If you I mean, want Bailey Zappi like in the fourth round, take Bailey Zappi. Would, would would you be mad if Detroit Lions move back yes. in, the, in the third and the third round to yes. pick up no. to draft Zappi? No. Oh, no. third round. Okay. In the third. I, I, I think it's second. Okay. Uh, oh, no. Third round. No. If it's in the <laughs> if it's if it's in the nineties pass, take Bailey Zappi. And the thing is with him too, he broke Joe Burrow's record. I believe he has a touchdown record and the yard record in the nation. So this guy, I mean, he came from a small school, transferred to Western Kentucky, and he played well for them. But it's an air raid offense. All they do is pass the ball. So like if if Dan Campbell works with Bailey Zappi and like, okay, I like this guy. I think highly of him. He's a good locker room guy. I think he could be a good, you know, clipboard guy, high guy. I could maybe, you know, count on for a game or two if an injury happens. Sure, go for it. Yeah, there's, a, there, there's ups and downs with Zappy. I'm gonna say this. Um, Zappy, yeah. you know, his, his if you look at his numbers, you're like, holy shit. You know, he damn near threw six thousand yards, he threw five thousand nine hundred and sixty seven yards, sixty two touchdowns, and eleven interceptions. That's okay. What's yeah. his name? That Aaron Gordon, um, <laughs> or what's his name? Is that his name? Aaron? What was the uh, Gordon from Washington State? Uh, oh, uh, I know you're. I remember, he was in the I remember him. He was in the senior bowl. Yeah, oh. he, he was with the Lions staff too. It was Gordon. I don't, Aaron Gordon's yeah, a basketball I, player. I don't know if his name yeah. was Aaron. I, I know exactly what you're talking about, but um, Anthony I, I, Gordon. Anthony, Anthony Gordon. Gordon. Okay, so I look at these two quarterbacks completely different. All right, so um, Zaspi actually has an arm, and he makes NFL throws. I would say he has a strong arm. It's like average. I say he has an arm. I, I mean, I wasn't gonna say he had like a rocket. No, no, <laughs> it's know? like it's yeah. kind of like. As far as like he could make NFL throws, what I'm trying to say is like he, if he he could throw the ball between the window. That's what I'm saying with with um with Zappy now Zappy. Um, 
the downside on this is the kind of scary part is is that he only played one year. He's a one year starter. So that's that's that. Like you're pretty much judging him off for of one year. Is he a one hit wonder? Or can he, you know, do half of that? Not even half. I mean, I think half of that is impossible with the NFL, but can he be a productive quarterback in the NFL is what I'm trying to say. Um I think he could be like a like his ceiling, maybe like an Andy Dalton, right? Or like a Kirk Cousins. You know, Kirk was also taken in the third, fourth round pick. Andy mm-hmm. Dalton was, I believe, a second round pick. Yeah, Kirk was a third or fourth round guy. Yeah. Andy Dalton, Andy Dalton had a phenomenal year. You look at his earlier years, you're not looking at not looking at him now, but if you look at his early years when he was in Cincinnati, he was a phenomenal quarterback. He was a good quarterback. He was. Yeah. He was also the guy where, like, okay, like we talked about earlier. He's kind of like in that Kirk Cousins, Jimmy G, um, Jared Goff tier. That's yeah. the ceiling. So I feel like Zappy, he could be that type of guy if he reaches that. Um, he's to me, he's like a career backup guy. Like he's a good guy to have in your locker room, and you want him as your backup quarterback. He's a smart guy. He threw for a ton of yards, and like you said, Malcolm, I've been impressed. He throws with confidence. Yeah. He doesn't have the strongest arm, but he throws with confidence. He trusts his receivers, and he zips balls in there. He makes NFL throws. Yeah, he's not scared to throw a ball between he's the window. Not. He's not so, scared at all. Exactly. I think we're going to see that in the Senior Bowl, especially with him on better weapons. I watched the game that he played with um, this year, and there were so many drop passes, <laughs> balls hitting receivers in the face mask. I was like, what is, who's he, what is he dealing with? This, this is terrible. Yeah. But um, he made it work, and he had a phenomenal year with those right. guys. So. The thing with Zappi is, like, yeah, if you're taking him, I think he's just a good clipboard guy. Um, you have him on a rookie deal for four years at that point. He could be a high-end backup for you, and that's fine. If it's past the 90s, I'm fine. If you're taking this guy in round two, that's just such a miss to me where I think you could take an impact player at that point who can impact your team right now instead of a backup quarterback. It just doesn't make sense to me, so I wouldn't take him. I'll say this. I'll say this about him. I do see his expectation should be backup. That should be his expectation, but I wouldn't be shocked if he goes to a team and lights up camp and they're like, oh, shit, we cannot bench this guy. Yeah, but, like, what's the likelier chance? You're going to get a starting linebacker or, st- or starting quarterback out of ba- Bailey Zappi? Wait, what, what was the question? What is the higher chance of getting a higher caliber player that's going to impact your team more? Bailey Zappi oh, or, or you talking about the line? You talking about the lines? For the lines linebacker, maybe? receiver, any position you can say. Absolutely. I, I, I get that. You know, we need other positions. So, but I'm just saying, like, I want to be shocked. You know, if he, we draft him at the expectations of backup, you draft yeah. him for third and the third, fourth round. And would it shock me completely if he had a great camp and starts for a team? It wouldn't. That's sure. But like my 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 point is like I think you have a higher shot of hitting on a different position with the earlier pick. So I wouldn't go anything farther than 90s to yeah 90s and late. Yeah, but what I'm saying is that that's not my expectation for him. It's, his expectation is not to be your starter. You know, well, he, well, you guys were saying wrong too. I, I'm not touching oh, this no, guy no, wrong. No, no, no. Well, if he has a great, I, I never said, I never said like, if he has a great senior bowl. I mean, like we talked about I'm the other guy. I'm not touching this guy wrong too. I never said wrong. Great senior bowl. I mean, there's going to be a team that could touch him. Davis Mills went early. Sure. Late I'm not. I'm not being that team. Kyle Trask last year went late too, right? I mean, we got to look at that. No, no, no. I know. I'm not that team. I'm not that team doing that. That's just a waste to me. You don't know that because the Rams actually took a quarterback a few years ago. I'm saying me. Me. Not Brad Holmes. Not what. What's his name? I'm not. I'm not drafting him that high to be a backup. You know, you're not going to draft a backup quarterback that high. Why would you draft a backup quarterback that high? Well, this is a smart guy. Um, he's smart. He, to me, he's like a backup guy. Like I don't think he's your like expectations a, for him should be backup. 
but why would you waste a second round pick for a backup quarterback? I don't, that's teams. I'm not. I wouldn't do that personally. That's what I'm saying. What I mean, but if he's a great senior bowl, like we'll see. You never know. That, that's it, what I'm saying. It takes like, one team, bro. It literally takes one team. For for him, you got to have the expectation you're gonna be a really good backup in this league. Now, right. does he have the opportunity to light up camp and be a starter? Sure. There's a small percentage that he could do it. I wouldn't be shocked because again, I seen what he was working with and he looked like a really good quarterback. From the, I only seen one game from him though. Now, I'm talking about in the third, fourth round range. That's fine. Is what I'm talking about. And yeah, if you're gonna draft a backup quarterback in the third, I'm fine with it. Fourth round, cool. But if you if you have the expectation you're gonna be a backup, why? I, there's no reason to draft him in the second round. That's how I feel, hundred percent. And maybe a team views highly of him as a higher than a backup, and that's possible. But I'm not that team to do that. Yeah, absolutely. I hate quarterbacks in the second round. I think they're such a waste. Um, stop don't, it! Don't tell me you like quarterbacks second round. It you depends. Like, you bro. like Drew Locke, so you do like quarterbacks in the second round. Derek Carr, you like Derek Carr. Derek Carr in the second round. What's the track record of hitting a quarterback past the first oh, round? Uh, Tyler, it's low, but like what I'm trying to 2%, say is, if, if you're if you're like in that early two range and you feel like a guy could fall stop. to you, no, then it happens. No, no not that team. It's just yeah. a waste. It's a waste of a pick. It's not really, it doesn't really work out. Was like Jimmy again, Smith. I disagree with you. You're gonna I mean, get your Paxton Lynches, you're gonna get your Brandon Wheatons, <laughs> you're gonna Gino get Smith. your Brady Quinns, your Geno Smiths. Yeah, you're gonna get that trash. I don't <laughs> want that. Those guys you just mentioned, some of them were first round picks, by the way. That's exactly my point. I don't want that trash. That's why I don't take quarterbacks past 50. It depends, bro. It depends. It depends who's there. Like, if Howell's there in the second round, I take a chance on him. If no. there, there, in the there second is round, a I'm just awesome. saying, if those 1% guys chance. were there, I take a Even chance. Even if he on is them. there, there's something wrong with him at that point. If he's there in the second, he, he's getting care of medical something. <laughs> something did I mean, not work out. <laughs> hey, that's when you take a chance, though. At the second round pick, it's worth the gamble. I'll pass. So versus, the, versus, pick, versus a need, it's it's. I mean, that could be a potential need for next year or for the future. You all, you're not drafting just for one year. You're drafting. For I know, the but future. we just we, that, we, but... we just agreed that quarterbacks you take it if you absolutely love the guy. I know, but I'm just saying if you have question marks and you love him, but you don't want to risk that in the first round, but you're willing to take in the second round, then you do that. That just sounds like a complete bust right there. And I'll tell you the completion right. rate of I the mean... bus. The bust rate of that is 99 percent probably. 99. <laughs> okay. All right, let's uh let's get it to uh the kid it's out of terrible. Cincinnati. Terrible! Don't take quarterbacks past the top 15. It's it never works. It, okay, I'm not gonna say never. Yeah, you can't it say never. barely never works. say never. It barely works. I think there's. I looked it up. There's two quarterbacks. I think the last, you know, maybe decade have worked out. God damn. It's I would say more than two. Derek no, no, Carr, no. Dak Prescott, Kirk Cousins. Where he was drafted, that's. I mean, that was pretty good value. Who else? When was there's Derek Carr drafted? Second round. I said, what, what year? Um, so he's about to be a free agent. He's had ten years, right? I don't think he got. He got drafted in twenty twelve. No, he's he, no, he's been later. He was like twenty fourteen, I think twenty. Okay, want to say I might be wrong on that. I don't know, but I was. Uh, he was been thirty six overall in twenty fourteen. Yeah, see, I think yeah. he's a little, he's a little there, but yeah, it, the track record is terrible, absolutely right. terrible. Um, don't be that team. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Desmond Ritter, talk about Desmond Ritter. Desmond Ritter. So <laughs> he's 6'4, 215, kind of lean, but he's a dual threat guy. He has a good arm. Um, he could run, obviously, but his accuracy, man, is an issue. He's just not accurate. And to me, accuracy is hard to fix. Yeah. I don't know. Um, we'll see how he looks to see. I think I actually, I believe it was Jordan Reed. I was Jordan Reed. He said the guys who are probably going to look the sharpest in the senior ball are Desmond Ritter and Kenny Pick because those guys have started a lot of games. They've been in big games before. They know how it is. I wouldn't be shocked if he had a great senior ball, but I feel like his ceiling just isn't that high, right? I mean, like he is kind of his floor is kind of his floor is higher than his ceiling, if you know what I mean. Like, I don't think the potential is fully there. I feel like you're kind of going to get what you're going to get with him. He's kind of like how we talked about that Jimmy G, Kirk Cousins type of ceiling. Um, kind of like that to me. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's just how I see him. Yeah, I don't. I never put ceilings on these rookie quarterbacks because you just never know what. No, but like, what could happen to when guy. you draft? Though teams have to do that, right? You have to like think like, how good could this guy be? Like, I don't see Desmond Ritter being like a Patrick Mahomes type of guy or like a guy who would just. I don't see that, but maybe I'm wrong. I yeah, see that with Josh Allen, and Josh Allen went crazy. Yeah, I mean, it, it just happens. You never really know how these yeah. guys really pan out. I think it's kind of crazy to put a ceiling on them without knowing what they can do. But yeah, that's how you that's you, how you, you have to put a ceiling on a guy when you're drafting. That's how you, you scout. Yeah, that's how you scout. Um, Who has a higher ceiling? Who has a higher floor? That's You got to do it, whether you that, like it or not. To, to, to compare him to a player, though, like, like for example, when it, when the Seahawks drafted Russell Wilson, what was his ceiling? That was different. That was back in the day where like small quarterbacks didn't really get drafted high. That's changed now in the NFL. I know, I know that. But when he drafted him, what was the ceiling? What, 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 what do you think the Seattle Seahawks? I was younger. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, okay, he exceeded expectations definitely. Yes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. How many quarterbacks ex- exceed expectations? That's yeah. what I could say, Malcolm. I could be wrong. Yeah, Here but... he has his comp is Ryan Tannehill. I'm looking at like a comp right now from NFL Draft Network, and they compare him to Ryan Tannehill. But you have to put ceiling on players. Yeah, so they're giving him like a Ryan Tannehill comp, which is, I mean, kind of what we said, kind of like that tier two, tier three type of guy. Yeah. Ryan Tannehill's nothing special, right? I mean, he's a good quarterback, but he's a lot around him. You know how I feel about Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, you lived in Miami. You watched him play a lot. Yeah. So 
I mean, I kind of agree. I, I don't disagree with that thing because Tannehill's a little taller too, right? He's a little taller. He's so I don't know. Yeah. And they did not choose to work with him at the senior bowl. Or I don't know if it was necessarily hand picked, like Peter said, but they didn't choose that side of the roster. They, yeah, they were more so. intrigued by the other side. So if it means anything, at the very least, they were more intrigued with Sam Hall, Malik Wills than one of these guys in the other list. So yeah. All right. Uh Kenny Pickett from Pittsburgh was number three in the Heisman race this year. Probably Malcolm, the first quarterback taken off his board. Go ahead, Malcolm. That's your guy. Uh, I would, I mean, well, like, I'm, you know, you, like you studied him more than you've, I've studied him. That's yeah, the, the, the thing with Kenny Pickett, I, I liked him a lot. You know, when you look at the numbers, you're like, holy shit, you know, another guy that has a really good, you know, really good numbers. Um, You know, you look at his number between last year and this year, he took a really big jump. And it's kind of like Joe Burrow-like. And that's what I was hearing, like, in midseason, that's what they were comparing him to as far as his numbers. Um, But... You know, there's a lot of issues with him. I mean, I'm not going to say a lot of issues. I know the biggest issues, you know, I'm pretty sure everybody noticed that he wears two gloves. You know, I mean, I'm sure you want to call him Kenny, Kenny Two Gloves Pickett. Kenny Two Gloves. Kenny Two Gloves. Kenny Two Gloves. But, um, yeah, he has really small hands. And now that's the thing that's going on right now is his hand size. Now, he's a smart quarterback. He makes plays. He can scramble. He can move. He's not like ridiculously fast, but he's he he's mobile. He can move around the pocket. He can if he need you know five six yards to scramble, he can scramble for those yards. And he's a pretty accurate quarterback. So that's why a lot of guys, like a lot of the analysts as well, they have him as QB one. Now, if he has a big senior bowl and you know throws three four touchdowns and no interceptions, he could honestly stay as QB one. Kenny Pickett, though, too, you know, he had a good year. He had a good college football season. Uh, went to the Chick-fil-A Bowl versus Michigan State. Didn't play in that game, but he got his team there to that point. Um, you know, he's just – he's another one of these quarterbacks. I kind of viewed all these quarterbacks very similarly. It's like, you know, these guys are good, but just like what is the really high ceiling of these guys? You know, some of these guys are obviously going to probably be really good in the NFL when they go to a certain system. But just evaluating right now before all that, you know, it's like, eh. Like, you're good, but, like, how good are you? Like, are you Trevor Lawrence? I don't think you are. I don't think you're, like, an elite prospect. So I, I kind of view the same way. And then Carson Strong, which we're going to get into, just another guy. Is, he's got the intangibles, but pros and cons are, like, very similar. It's like his pros are really good, but the cons are really bad. And there's just not one quarterback this year where it's, like, the pros really outdo the cons. And that's the biggest concern going into this college football, you know, quarterbacks this year. Peter, you have anything about Kenny Pickett? Uh, Kenny Pickett, to me, he's kind of like, like he is what he is to me. He's not, he doesn't really have a high ceiling. I don't think he does. Um, to me, he's like a person for like a Sean Payton type of offense, right? Sean Payton is more like with the play action. Um, what's that scheme called? West Coast kind of type scheme, right? Where they do the play action, short to intermediate passes. Doesn't really take deep shots, kind of like that. The screen passes. I feel like it's a perfect fit for him. He, he took some shots this year and um, with Pittsburgh, but I'll you say this, like I, when he had Breeze, kind of like that. I could just see him fitting that offense. Like oh, absolutely! Well. I, I love that fit, and I'm just like I said this about Mac Jones last year. You let Sean Payne get a, a hand of Kenny Pickett last year. I said this about Mac Jones going to the New England Patriots. I said if you guys let Mac Jones go to the New England Patriots out of this out of that whole draft class, he'll get Super Bowl ring first. I still feel that way. I said that in the offseason when nobody thought where everybody thought yeah, his ceiling is not high. He's not good. He's not mobile. He can't do this. Can't do that. Right. I said that last year. Same thing I'm saying with Kenny Pickett. If Sean Payne get a hold of Kenny Pickett, there's a 
I think there's a 95% chance he'd be the year one for sure. I think he'll be the best quarterback out of this class. Rookie year. 100%. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I think all these guys need some time to sit back. I think Kenny Pickett's the most ready to go as of, you know, the guys that we're talking about right now, especially, and just even the other ones we're not talking about. I think Kenny Pickett's definitely the most ready to go right now. And, you know, I, I think I would agree with that. I think he'll, you know, have the strongest chance, if anyone, to win rookie of the year, or offensive rookie of the year for, um, you know, out of Put these quarterbacks. Absolutely. Put him with Sean Payton. And I, I guarantee you, they'll get the best out of him. That West Coast offense that they run in, in um, with, the, with the Saints, he'll, he'll do phenomenal with it. I think that'll be a great fit. So, yeah, he's smart. He's smart, smart, smart quarterback, and that's the kind of quarterbacks I really like is the smart ones because those are the ones that's not going to really be turnover crazy with the ball. Um, they're smart with the ball. They can read coverages. Those are the guys you kind of – you're okay with. You're, you're comfortable leading your franchise. So I, I'm okay with the, with that pick. If they if he went to the Pittsburgh Steelers, yeah, that, not Steelers. I mean the, the Saints. That would be nice. Saints, yeah. All right, and anything else you guys got on Carson Strong? You know, you guys mentioned the medical. I know this was Pierre's boy. This was Pierre's boy earlier in the year. When you look at Carson Strong, um, I fall in love with Strong on quarterbacks right away, and this dude probably has the strongest arm in the draft class, or it's up there. I mean, I think it's up there with Willis. Maybe better than Howells. It's up there. It's up there for sure. This kid has a strong arm, but the thing with him is is he had a major uh, knee injury in high school, and he also had – uh, surgery, I believe, before this year or last year on his knee. He, he has some knee issues, so they, that's a red flag right there. Another thing is, when he throws out the pocket, he's not good. He's not he's not mobile, and then when he throws out of the pocket, he's not efficient. I believe it was a 43% completion rate out of the pocket or something like that. I had to find the numbers. It's, it's not good. Um, this is a guy who's really talented. And if the NFL wasn't leaning towards that mobile type of quarterback, like just a pocket quarterback, like say you're drafting like in the 90s, he's probably number one pick, right? Because he has that arm, he's talented. But now the way the NFL is going now, you need to be mobile because uh, pass rushers are getting more athletic, defenses are getting faster, linebackers are getting faster. So he's not – I don't think he's a first-round pick. Yeah. Um, maybe yeah, second or third-round pick. And maybe if those knees issues are serious, he could fall. He could fall. He's talented, but he's just not. Um, knees a little scary, and he can't. He's not mobile, so he's going to be a, like off some teams' board just because of that reason. Because he's not mobile. Now, now, Pierre, when you talking about him not being mobile, are you judging like? Did, are you talking about like from last year as well? Or are you talking about just just this season? I'm talking him? about like if he needs. There's a guy in his face pocket, like just kind of like escape a little and go to the left or to the right. He's not good at that. Yeah, this year. And I think he was playing injured. And you, you notice that from his games. He's He played – I think he was still injured this year. And that's why, as far as, like, his numbers kind of took a – I mean, as far as, like, his touchdown percentage, the touchdowns, it was still up there through 30, 36 touchdowns. But it, it, he wasn't the same Carson Strong than, as he was his sophomore year. So, yeah. I mean, um... I mean, I don't know. When he's saying not mobile, that's why – I, I gotta see. I gotta see because he was kind of he was okay his sophomore year, and he's not like he's not like an athlete like Justin Fields or nothing. But no, no, he's not. An you're athlete. looking at you're looking at mobility. Like, could he run like Matthew Stafford? Yeah. Could he run like Mac Jones? Yeah. You see, no, but if Mac he Jones throws out of the pocket, Stafford is efficient. Carson Strong is not efficient this year, but last year he was a little bit more efficient. I don't, um, I don't know about last year. I'm gonna he, be honest. All I know he, is about this year because he, he was playing hurt again. He was playing hurt and. The reason why he 
yeah, as far as him dropping, not being a, a top first round or even a first round pick this year, could possibly because of his injuries. His injuries are very scary. He had a bad knee. Now, how is his knee going to check out? I don't know. That's the thing. He could honestly fall because of his knee, but he has the talent. You, well, you like, give this guy some weapons, he could be really good. What I'm trying to say is, Malcolm, like, okay, say you have a guy running in your face and you have receivers, he's going to take sacks, right? Like, you're not that mobile. You're going to take sacks. It depends. I mean, like, we, we, saw, saw we, saw, we saw Mac Jones. Everybody was saying Mac Jones was a mobile. How many people said Mac Jones was a mobile? That's, that's, that's Mac Jones, a different situation, though. He was pretty efficient at Bama, wasn't he? Like, yeah, all but, the way through. But everybody, every, but in the, in the, what did they say was his weakness in draft process? He's not I mobile. feel like he wasn't good at anything specific. Like, he wasn't great at anything. He was good at things. Like, I don't think Mac Jones was necessarily great at it, but he was good at certain things. That's why he was. Oh, he almost threw like, 80% of his passes. He completed 80% of his passes. How's he not good at completing passes? He's great at something. That's, he's great at completing passes. He's great at reading defenses. Well, he, when, when your guys are running wide open, you have guys like, you know, those stars up there. You know, you know, like Devontae. Uh, and this is what he showed Jaylen, in the NFL. That's what, that's what he showed um, in the NFL. He showed in the NFL that he doesn't need those t- those type of guys to have a solid year. He had a solid he year does, with, though. I think he needs that number one receiver. He, he needs to, right to be great, to be great. But as far as like being solid, he, he had the best year out of all, the, all these rookies right now playing Honestly, with, though, with Kobe like, Myers. Okay, but that offense, they need a true number one. They definitely, to take it to another level, to take their team to another level, to win a playoff game and to take their team to another absolutely. If you're in the AFC and you want to keep up with Kansas City and Buffalo, Forget the defense part. You got to keep up with them with the offense. Uh, they do. They need a better defense because the defense definitely let them down. But Their yeah, defense he, is he, old. Yeah. He needs a number one. He needs a number, a number one receiver. But what I'm trying to say is he didn't have that this year, and he still was the best rookie out of this draft class. That's he fair. He, the best receiver was Jacoby Myers. But he also, I feel like, had also the most like the best coaching staff around him too, and that matters. That's he had the best fit. He had the best fit. That's that's why that's why I was saying in the offseason that if he goes to the New England Patriots, it's gonna be a problem. Um, like, but for example, Trevor Lawrence, he's learning a second. He's gonna have to learn a new playbook next year, right? Uh, Zach Wilson, I mean, he was with a first-time offensive coordinator, first-time guy calling plays for him, right? And he improved down the stretch, which was nice to see. Uh, Trey Lance, redshirt year. Justin Field was kind of up and down. You saw flashes though. Davis Mills, kind of like. He was actually pretty solid for where he was drafted to. I feel like Mills and Mac Jones maybe were the best rookie quarterbacks. That's they, fair. They were absolutely those two. Now, my thing is in the draft process, how many people thought? How many people thought that Mac Jones would be the best as far as a rookie quarterback? Okay, you could be that. I mean, a lot of people thought because he had a high ceiling. We talked about this. Nobody he has a high. Like we Nobody did. We said that. he like he could come in. He has a high <laughs> ceiling. I mean, like his floor is high, but his ceiling isn't. Like he kind of is what he is. I don't think he is what he is. I think he could be. I think he could be a really good quarterback. I was like, like you said, he needs a number one receiver. Number one receiver. Give him a number one receiver. I guarantee he'll be way more than you think he is right now. If you give him a number one receiver, an elite receiver, he'll be way more than he is right now. So we'll that, his ceiling isn't where he is right now because if you give him a number one receiver, no, like he'll he can get better. a little better, but I don't feel like he's gonna be like better. an elite or a great quarterback. He'll, be, he'll play way better. I'm just saying, I don't think he'd be an elite or a great quarterback. I feel like he'd be a top twelve, top fourteen quarterback, something like that. Ooh. I mean, time will tell. It, it depends on what New England Patriots do, but you see, he take care of the football. He doesn't really throw, make that many crazy. And this is him as a rookie, so that all that is going to get better as he goes on. So, I don't want to get too much into Mac Jones, even though that is my guy. Um, I mean, yeah, but you, you get into him. draft <laughs> season, we're talking about quarterbacks. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. But I'm just trying to compare that 
people didn't have that much expectation about Mac Jones' mobility. They were saying he can't throw, he can't run. But like he what's Mac Jones' m- mobility? Like it's something special um, still. It's not it's not special, but if you need him to scramble, he could scramble. Sure. And I think that's the same thing with Kenny Pickett. He's not like a you mean Carson you're, Strong. You're saying you're saying well oh we're talking about Carson Strong, my bad. Yeah, Carson Strong. So I see. I disagree with that. I think Jones has a lot better mobility than Carson Strong. We'll see. I mean, we'll see when they do the I mean, numbers. We could see now, if he like runs. If he runs couple, like a couple weeks, yeah, we'll see in a couple. If he runs like a four nine or five flat, then we're like, oh shit, take that shit back. He's not mobile. Not mobile at all. But he runs like a Mac Jones. Ran a four seven. He ran a four seven four eight. That's the that's the range where mostly quarterbacks can scramble. I think what's it called? Pat Mahomes ran a four eight. So, yeah, to me, like, um, with the quarterbacks, it's not really about 40 time. It's kind of like, I mean, maybe the top guys like Willis. I feel like Willis will have a good time you would have looking a good time. at the list. Uh, but the other guys, I don't really see, like, a crazy time. Like, with the top guys, maybe Corral, if he's healthy, he'll have a good time, too. We'll see. Yeah, if most he'll be able to run. Most quarterbacks run in the four seven four eight range. Yeah. If you're four seven four eight, you can <clears throat> you can run. You can scramble if you need to. Stafford, four seven four eight. I think. Right. Somewhere around there. But Mac Jones, same thing. To me, like a quarterback is not really like running straight line. It's more like how do you play when you're in a game. The film to me tells me that. I think the the forty time confirms it, but I think the you film tells run. you. Yeah, I think the film showed it shows you though how how they are though. And I, with that, strong, you don't. See, he's not. He's not mobile. He's just he's not. playing on. He's playing on one knee. That that's the issue though. Uh, you're you. gonna he's be had, drafting that. He's had knee issues though. His whole exactly. Like, that's since that's high what I was school. saying. I was saying medicals are gonna play a big factor. <laughs> Determined. If he's gonna be able to be a late round, late first round, high second round pick, or is he gonna fall deep, depending All, on his knee? Like if he's a healthy guy, he kind of reminds me of Derek Carr. That's what if, I see. If he has a healthy knee, like say, if, say they're oh he's fully healthy, his knee is fully healthy. Say they say his knee is fully healthy. I, I wouldn't be shocked if he goes in round one or round the, two. The thing is, man, I'm I'm kind of done with taking those risks with the knee issues. Like if you have severe because. Carry on Johnson got cleared, right? But then we saw his injury history, and then we saw once he came to the Lions, they kept heading him too. And I'm just tired of taking a chance on guys who are like often injured. When the Levered Lions do that, they just don't work out for us. Mikel Ashore, Javid Fast. I mean, you're comparing you're comparing, all, you're comparing all running backs who takes hits. But quarterbacks, but like this is a guy who takes hits in college, though. He doesn't move. I know that, but look, example, we drafted Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford had no injury history. But look at his first two years, he was injury plagued. You know, the O line wasn't, you know. That's what I'm saying. Like, you can't, I mean, it all depends if if medical history checks out. Like, right now, we're talking about how Tua is a very injury risk. Tua, I mean, you know, I mean, I don't. He hasn't got injured. Yeah, he has. Yeah, he has. I don't don't like Tua, so. But you know, I, I like, how many games has Tua, has Tua missed? Has Tua been out for the season? Uh, he's I missed some season, time, but he injuries. missed some time. <laughs> he missed some time from being benched. They benched. No, him. I know that, but he, he had that hip. Even earlier this year, he got he had to miss like a month with Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he got hit in the hip. Yeah, I don't. I still don't think Tua is like um, a franchise guy. Yeah. That's a big question mark. Around he needs to prove more. This we is got, going we, have to, we have to see, man. He's he's in a terrible situation. He's also that's he's that's a, what sucks awful, too with some of these quarterbacks. They he's get, in an they awful get put situation. In an awful situation. At first, his core head coach didn't want him to get rid of him. Now I think he's going to be on his third or fourth OC, and it's just it's like learning all over again. Yeah, third. I mean, yeah, it's it's tough. 
it's tough to be in a really bad situation. He's in a really bad situation. Like he has yeah. his O line is complete. His O line is complete dog shit. I, I they have talent up there. Maybe the O line coach wasn't the best because some of the guys they drafted we like. I think we liked Robert Hunt. Um, Austin Jackson to me was more of a project, but they I like uh, Eichenberg from Notre Dame. Yeah, we liked him too. Um, so they do have some talent up there. They just need to get it out of them, Malcolm. They have some talent on the O line. Yeah, yeah. Can, they can, they, can they turn it around? I don't Again, know. though, their O line coaches—they were shuffling in and out, and they were like hiring guys with that position. So it's just hard on most of their team is young too. It's hard on younger guys whenever you're shuffling and all that just to be good or consistently good. So yeah, I mean, if they fix their O line problems, maybe it'll work out for Tua. But it's been That's tough. A lot easier said bad. than done. I exactly. think he had a bad O line. His yeah. running, his best running back is Duke Johnson. He has one <laughs> offensive weapon in um in the Waddle. It's it's not good. Well, that's yeah. any that's anybody, and that's you know we, we've seen guys they can recover when they go to a new situation. Some guys never recover. I think a good example is Sam Darnold. Josh Rosen, just look Josh at that Josh guy. Rosen. That guy no, was put that, in the worst dude, situation. He, he got. I feel that's that. You talking about a player who had the worst. Like situation possible, Josh Rosen. Yeah, I'm getting all these players meant something. Of uh, Josh Allen, if Dayball, Dayball actually, I think was his OC at Bama. If Dayball is the OC at uh, or he would I don't think he necessarily jobbed in Miami. He would have to think that. No, I'm saying the job. head coach. I don't necessarily oh, yeah. know if he was like the OC of Tua, but he kind of like like that Bama playbook. Like he kind of, I think it's a good fit. Jalen Waddle, you know those Bama guys. I don't, um, I don't know if Dayball would want to coach Tua, though. I mean, we don't know that. I, I don't think the situation is that bad. They just need to fix their O-line, probably get another offensive weapon that is just not, it's not just waddle, because their whole offense was just waddle, 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 waddle. <laughs> it, it, was, it was just like kind of like with the Detroit Lions and St. Brown. That's how they use waddle every single play, you know? The, yeah. They need another weapon out there. You know, they Parker, got, they got, they got, he's, he's solid. Parker is not reliable. He's yeah, injured, he's, or yeah. when he's on the field, he's just not the same Parker. They just yeah, they need, they need help. Well, they need, having an offensive line helps, which they don't have right now. Yeah. I mean, you look at the Lions O line, it took a while to build, but it's there. It was yeah. first round pick in Decker, first round pick in uh Ragnall, first round pick in Sewell. You had a third round pick in Graham Glasgow. Obviously, he's not here anymore. You signed Vitae, third round pick in Jonah Jackson. I mean, all these picks are top three round picks. Yeah, but the difference between the Lions and Dolphins is that the Lions they hit, hit on up. They hit. They hit. Them. They did hit on him, and they also have a great O line coach too, and Hank Fraley. Like Dolphins. if you had Robert Prince here with these guys, I don't think they'd be as good as they are right now. I think coaching matters too. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Uh, you know, I'm, 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 yeah, coaching definitely does matter. We've always talked about that. But yeah. the, the, with the Dolphins, they don't. They don't hit on picks. That that that's their biggest problem. They don't really hit. Yeah, I mean, we didn't hit on many picks either. <laughs> we spend a lot of high draft capital on. On guys like we like, like who, just just probably just throw one name out there. I'm just for the Lions. Yeah, oh, I, just, I just want to hear your opinion. Do you want to throw one out there that people are gonna be mad about? <laughs> you want one guy offensive line that don't work out in Detroit? No, I want to talk about. I want to talk about offensive line. I'm just talking about high picks in general. You want, you want one, Malcolm? Do you want one that are gonna be mad? Fans are gonna be mad about? Yeah, go ahead, say it, man. I just want to hear you say it. Jefferson. Uh, Jefferson. You know Jefferson. who he is? I'm not Jefferson. Jefferson. Oh. Okay, that's okay. Um, no, Malcolm, but honestly, one that didn't work out in Detroit because they had a bad O line coach, but has thrived in San Francisco is Lincoln Tomlinson. That's a good one. That's a good one. Absolutely. That's that's coaching. That's coaching. I remember when we drafted him, he had like zero penalties in college. 
he had a great senior bowl. I remember he had a great senior bowl, and I think he rose from like the second round to like zero late penalties first. in college, and then comes here and it's just penalties after penalties after penalties. Jesus and then leaves, and he's now an established starter in San Francisco. Yeah, O line, bro. O line coach Ron Prince. He was awful with Detroit. I mean, Hillary Warford left because of that dude. Yeah. All right. Well, that that was our segue from Carson Strong to. Line, uh, lines offensive lineman bust, but okay, all right, here we go. But I uh, hope you guys all enjoyed this episode of the Pride Podcast. Uh, we'll be back later this week to we'll actually be live on Twitter Spaces on Friday. So if you guys yep. are interested in that, come yep. join us, which is actually today if you guys are listening to this. So we'll be on Twitter Spaces right now. So, um, if you guys are interested in that, come join us on Twitter Spaces Friday, 9 30 p.m. Eastern or 9 p.m. Eastern time. We'll be probably live for maybe 30 to an hour. So come join us there. Uh, you can find us at the Pride Podcast uh, on Twitter Spaces. And then we have some other stuff cooking up as far as the draft. Potentially an interview coming up very soon. So stay tuned for that. And with that being said, leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And Spotify now opens for review. So you can leave a review on Spotify. So go do that. And I'm out, guys. Peace. All right, guys. Hope you're all staying safe during this time. And hope you guys are all having a good week. And I'm out. Peace. All right, y'all. It's your boy, Malcolm. And I am out. Peace. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.